I'm, I'm, I live my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm re- like an old man who's retired. <laughs> I think I was telling you earlier. I'm like, I bait if people observe my life, they go, this guy's just like retired. <laughs> doesn't really do much. I'm a pension. Yeah, like, I just try and avoid everything. I, don't I know what... tend to my garden. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Unfortunately, I live in a, in a high-rise. I, so I tend to my plants. I water them. Yeah. yeah, I've got, like, seven, and they they need a glass of water at least once a week. Yeah, I've got a bonsai on my balcony. That's it. Yeah. I actually tweeted something about that today, uh, yesterday. It's, uh, you know, that Woolies campaign about the, um, the grocery, that garden discovery shit. Actually, you don't watch TV, so you wouldn't have even I, I, I'm good at going along with people. I go, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shop at Woolies? If you shop at I Woolies. I do shop at Woolies. Yeah, it's the giveaways, man. Like, you oh. know, they, they have all the little collectible shit that they do. Oh, This yes. month or this The Lion King stuff is out. There was that crap Looks that's gone. really chokable <laughs> size as well, those toys. They lodge perfectly in a 12-year-old's throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, they're fine from the ages of, like, zero to six, yeah. but... <laughs> Perfect for a thirteen-year-old to <laughs> gag on. <laughs> yeah, man. Their latest uh, collectible thing is discover go- discover gardening. So they're basically giving these little chia pet, yeah, you know, basil, tomato, herb shit in little fucking plants, and they're giving them out, right? And I just saw it like, okay, it's just another sad reminder that the next generation going forward, they're going to get used to having grown plants on a herb box on their balcony as opposed to a veggie patch in the backyard somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? I saw it, I got angry, because I'm like, where am I going to put this? (laughs) Next to my bonsai on the balcony, hanging over the balcony, you know what I mean? Tough gig. Dude, it's it's frustrating, man. I can see. You know, I grew up in a house with a big backyard. Like, mm. my old man killed himself to work, but at the same time, we had a big backyard with a veggie patch. You yeah. know what I mean? And grass. Yeah. Run around. Gold Coast, we had a front lawn and a back lawn. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it they're was giving sl- away these little bullshit plants. The kid's going to put on a herb box on the balcony next to the goldfish that sits outside. You know what? The world's always changing and always will be. Yeah. And um, it's just all a part of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it... I, I don't know, man. It says a lot about affordability, man. Like, especially cost of living in Australia. Yeah. Do you know what? Someone was like, oh, I'll go to New York. And I was like, yeah, I heard it's very expensive. And someone was like, you live in Sydney, man. I was yeah. living in Sydney at the time. Like, Sydney's more expensive. And I was like, no. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it is. Oh, wow. I didn't realize Australia was such but a... You know what, dude? You're, you've lived as a, as a starving artist, as a struggling actor. People like us can survive in New York. My cousin's done it yeah. in New York as a sports writer. Man, I can su- survive now. People go, man, look at your lifestyle. I'm like, I'm poor. Yeah. Um, it's just I've learned how to live nicely. But I don't work nine to five, you know, so I don't even work much anymore. Yeah. And that's where I start going, okay, you got to do something. Like, oh, come on, man. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I worked, I worked 25 hours this week. Go to the Port Chester down in Paran and start funneling money into the poker machine. <laughs> oh, man, I hate poker. I worked as a, as a gaming attendant. <laughs> Did you? And, um, yeah. When? Uh, this is on the Gold Coast. Okay. Um, so, hang on. When did you make the break to Sydney? Um, that was purely, I moved to Melbourne. I was like, that's it, I'm going to become an actor. Okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was, uh, five and a half years. I couldn't even get an agent. I didn't know how to do it. And of course, you go to acting schools and then they're just telling you how to break down scripts like a director and a writer and yeah, the yeah, theatre yeah. paradigm. And then, um, yeah, so it just took so long <laughs> to even start to kind of get, um, which is like most actors, you know, you see yeah. them. I've been active for how long? It's like, what have you done? 
nothing. I don't even have an agent. And so yeah. you've been doing it for a decade. You might want to look at your roadmap. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, um, yeah, suddenly I'm in Sydney. And I was in Sydney for four years. And I came straight back to Melbourne. Okay. I had all my friends here and my family. And, yeah. and then to go to Sydney and be a loner and be famous um, just felt very lone. Do you reckon Very that was a big reason as to uh, was that a big step in you stepping out of that sort of thing? Maybe I, th- I think that's why I wasn't as funny. <laughs> I didn't I didn't have you know that support network there. Yeah, to, uh, you know, just and then keeps you alive basically. Well, I yeah. just became a tryhard. I didn't know where I where I, I where I didn't know where my tribe was anymore. Yeah, and unfortunately, hanging out with other celebrities if you will <laughs> um celebrities don't really like to go out in groups is what i what i i, I generalize yeah because they love it when the attention's all on them they don't want to go out and have someone who's more famous than them with it the, like it's it's really weird man there's so much cattiness that that would happen at times and i was like oh this industry sucks I was at the Logies and I'm sitting in the Mark Furzer sitting next to me and then one of the actors on the show, <laughs> he leans, not on this side of him, he leans in between us close to me and he goes, well, I hope the, I hope the best man wins this award. Okay. You know, it's stuff like that that we just, I'm a very sensitive guy and being picked on, you know, we're talking about being picked on, yeah. it was just like, it was just back to just bring back all this, my stutter would pop up a little bit, yeah. you know, I could feel myself going, I developed the stutter at one point. It's terrible. I started once by accident, and then someone made fun of it, and then I developed a stutter. Ah, legit. Yeah, and I was I wasn't in high school, dude. I was a lot older. It's crazy how that stuff works. Yeah, it just gets in your head and just festers. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm right down. Um, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins. He he reframes <laughs> this guy um, with a 28 year stutter in one session. No shit. Yeah, big time. And a lot of people find Anthony Robbins very cheesy and he's motivational. But if you know where he started out, it was more with that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I've studied neuro-linguistic programming and um, hypnosis. I'm qualified to do hypnosis. You're qualified um, in hypnosis? Yeah. Um, uh, Site K, which is muscle testing. Um, all things to help people, to be honest. I had a mate that was st- studying hypnosis and got his certifications, and he asked me to put together like a showreel for him back in the media days. Uh-huh. And I just looked at him and go, showreel, what do you need it for? Oh, you know, my website and all that, and YouTube and shit. I said, oh, yeah. I go, you're going to be wearing a cape? He just looked at me, went quiet. I said, yeah, I'm not doing it, dude. I'm going to take the piss out of every single element of it, man. I can't help you. Look, I, when I did the course, I was just like, are you serious? I'm like, I, like, I know so much of this, and it wasn't like... This is what I learned from it. Look, the thing is, I've been studying this stuff my whole life. Yeah. So here I am on the Gold Coast. I'm smoking bongs um, just to fit in. and I'm just, just to fit in. Just to fit in. Don't like drugs. And I, I'm leaving the nightclub and going back home and listening to Tony Robbins going, you got to change your life. Because um, I was like, I just don't feel like this is where I belong. Lovely yeah. people, don't get me wrong. But I had people in on the Gold Coast go, hey, man, you know, have you ever thought about going to maybe you'd be better off in a place called victoria and i'm like what's where's that and they're like it's melbourne in victoria and i'm like so what's uh, you know um and i said yeah you think you'd be better suited there and then i went to came to melbourne i'm suddenly like I, actually my hair was always longer and just like forward yeah, yeah. and it's the first time i started doing it back <laughs> so i work in voludos i'm suddenly like wore my first tight shirt because you know surfers like it's long baggy surfy kind of no shoes Good old voludos man oh voludos it was so classy man yeah yeah, it was like, cool. Guy Pierce used to come in and really, um, Guy Pierce, yeah, yeah. Fuck. 
Um, I thought about that name in a while. Oh, man. There were so many actors because they were filming Secret Life of Us, and so, and so all these actors would come in. Yeah. I'm working behind the bar. I'm saying, like, where am I? So you got your RSA. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. A, a, number, a number of times yeah. over the years. A number but you know of what? Times. That doesn't surprise me, man, because starving artists and struggling actors all like have these sides. People ask me about my history. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm this and I'm that, and I've done this and I've worked here. How? Money, man. We have to. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. No, I was, I was it's all just. I was a window washer, and yeah. And it's all jobs that revolve around acting schedules or production dates, you know what I mean? 100%. Need to be free on these days. Yeah, so. You know what? I think I just wanted to be free, I realised. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Um... And that's why even, like, working on Home and Away was a big deal for me, because I was like, man, come on, like, 50, 70 hours a week. <laughs> that, that is not me, that, you that's know? That's freedom, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I've just... Yeah, my, <laughs> my most important thing I've chased my whole life is to be time-rich. Yeah. That's been my number one focus. Same. Like, how can I be more time-rich? Um, and, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to I make a million dollars, so then I can retire. <laughs> and so you to know do what? Yeah. Well, 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 that's right. To, to do what? To get up, to have a morning ritual, to to meditate, to do yoga, <laughs> to surf, to cook a nice meal, to go for a walk, like all that stuff. To read a book. Yeah. Um, if you saw my morning ritual, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's such a wank. <laughs> it's that you know I'm sitting in the spa and I'm reading a book this morning and I'm like now cold shower and then I'm gonna go get in the steam and then I'm going back. I sat in the sun. I had sunbake. I remember that man. That's when you started becoming more. Media, uh, he had more of a presence online. It's when he started doing those polar bear club fucking swims on the in the bay uh-huh. at like six in the morning. Yeah, there's yeah, a well, you, you disappeared off like Insta for ages or something. I can't remember what. And then you popped up again, and you literally were in the water at like six, and you you. It was like a vlog. And like, yeah. And I just remember thinking, what's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm all about... There, there's a few things I'm about. Being time rich. Um, but, you know, I came from the Gold Coast and uh, I had people uh, commit suicide. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that this is a side effect of drugs. Yeah, um, sure. And, you know, there's a lot of pain in the world and people want pleasure. And so, for me, it was always this curiosity of like, well, how can I... How can I solve this? Yeah. And the truth is, hypertrophic breathing and cold, it's, you're getting high for free and there's no come down and it actually improves your immunity, improves your, your cognitive function, uh, you know, uh, makes your, turns your blood from being acidic to alkaline. It's incredible. Everyone's going to be doing it in the next 10 years. Like everyone, bro. You reckon? Oh, it's 100%. Because if you look at the stats and what it actually does and how you feel, yeah. you're like, this feels awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, let me ask a question. Do you have facial balms and creams? Oh, bro. <laughs> bro. Yeah, you just as, take it to the next level. That, that's as, what's pushing it. Look at me. Level. I look 40 shades of gay. <laughs> um, and that doesn't just happen. Yeah, you know, that comes a lot from, of work. It comes from a man who likes to look after himself. Yeah. Um, I've actually, I, I, I filmed, I filmed, um, a friend of mine. She, she did put on this yoga workshop. And as the trade off, she's given me all the skincare. So now I have stuff. I have serums. I put oh on a serum and a moisturizer. And, you gotta, and I tell you what, bro, I never realized that moisturizer actually, I was always like, moisturizer is moisturizer. And girls like, no, it's not. And I tell you why. My skin is saying, so yeah, um, 
It's incredible. It's been such a You're change. talking to a dude that would shave with a rusty razor with cold water and run out the door, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, clearly not an issue anymore. Like, I, I think I've still got that with the razor. Like, it's <laughs> the one, and I just, I don't put cream on I just, under yeah. my neck, I'm like, ah, 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 that's all right. Razors are expensive, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I've got the same two. <laughs> um, I've had the same two for years. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. Were there conditions placed on you when you were doing, like, these sort of contracted, yeah, either shows and shit like that, specifically regarding, say, your your behavior post, you know, shoot, production, social media, all that sort of stuff? Uh, look, I think... Or were they just you get, guidelines? You get told about it when you've done something wrong. Is that the only time they sort of come down? Yeah, well, you know, I don't remember being warned about stuff or getting a, like, <laughs> here's your terms and conditions. Be yeah, mindful yeah. of where other actors have fucked up for the last 20 years. I wish they had of. Um, I think what happens, though, is uh, you don't get employed in Australia necessarily for your acting ability. You get employed for your PC ability, political yeah. correctness, and being able to be interviewed, hug babies, shake hands and kiss babies. Yeah. Like, that's more important. That Can you be cheerful in the morning and be like, you're a nice what you're, you're saying, nice dude, falls straight in line with something that someone said to me the other day. They said, we're talking about sports, and we're talking about Nick Kyrgios and the whole big, big backlash against him and la, la, la. And he said, it's because Australia... And I brought up the fact that there have been two prominent media Australian personalities that have made very racist remarks about Nick Kyrgios, haven't been reprimanded for it. They're still okay. walking the streets, yeah? Uh-huh. And this is on live television. And he said, it's basically because they... Australian media want their sport personalities to be like Pat Rafter. This humble, shucks guys, I don't really deserve it. You know, they very, really do. Yeah, they really, really do. They really do. I did this really for, do. little slugger in hospital and, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my best and I want everyone to be proud of me. They don't yeah. want anyone going against the grain. They don't want an inch of, you know, just that anti-hero. Of, of, of realism. Yeah. Of, because let's face it, we are all fucktards. <laughs> Yeah, there's a rainbow of emotions, and we possess all of them: jealousy, rage, anger, frustration, um, happiness, joy, nice stuff. But we're so focused on now. You must pretend to be good, but uh, for me, I, I call myself a realist because yeah. I'm like I hear a lot of rules, and oh, Paul, you shouldn't do that. I've always been in trouble. Oh, you shouldn't do that. I measure actions. Yeah. Because those actions, a few words or a bit of this, or you can see through it. Um, and if you offend someone, um, you know, you can go and say sorry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you don't need to pick on people, I guess is the point. Uh, pick on yourself instead. Yeah. But, yeah, it's an interesting world. Who would you, um, actually, you didn't, uh, we sort of start, started on this before. I was, I was asking you what makes the quality between Australian films and media over the American, let's say, mm. hypothetically for the American, yeah? Yeah. Outside of budget. Yeah. Look, I think why um, American content is probably um, above Australia's is because they've they've done the hours. Yeah. You know, the grip's done hours. The 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 clapper, the the the, the lighting person, the camera guy, the director. The director's actually directed us a lot of films. So you reckon it just comes down to experience outright? Big time, because it be, a lot of it becomes automated. You get a lot of sets in Australia, and unfortunately that director might be directing some big-ass film. But the guy hasn't done anything before. He's, he's directed TV commercials. Yeah, if that. You know, and it's like... And so quite often I'd get on sets, and I'm like, I'm so much more qualified than a lot of these people I'm working with. Yeah. Um, especially in the director sense, because I'm like, I mean, I coach actors one-on-one. I'm directing them every day. Yeah. I do eight... 
you know, potentially eight hours of directing actors every day. And most directors, they haven't even made a short film. You ever done any directing? Um, Look, I wanted to be a director. Okay. I left school and I applied to get into directing. Okay. Um, And? As you do. (laughs) And I I made a short film and I didn't get accepted. Um, it was it was very artistic and out there and probably just too much for the um, a lot of shirtless dudes. No, I had this thing where I put, Jesus, walking I, I had this guy and yeah, he's kind of lost and, and I, I, I I put petrol on the on this road out in Mudrabah in the back and I did this big long line of of petrol and then did like an arrow on it and then got this guy to light it and I had the can and then I just walked along this this oh, it's very artistic it looked awesome and you could hear the flames because they had it in slow mo going yeah you know with yeah, this the beautiful curl. soundtrack yeah. I got some from Moby and I loved it um, they didn't <laughs> so uh, so I'm cooking full time I'm like okay I'm leaving school what I want to be I want to be a director yeah. applied didn't work out um, and then my dad was a builder so I was like okay go to TAFE do a building degree um did it qualified and went i'm sitting at lunch and there's a guy it's 11 o'clock and they're talking about the footy i didn't watch the footy i was a surfer and you know i played guitar um and and these guys are sitting they didn't look happy they're eating pies and donuts and a guy cracks a beer yeah and i just went i went i don't think i want to do this for the rest of my life yeah um and so that's when I when did radio and then, you know. Yeah. Acting, but deep down, all I ever wanted to do So is, why do you do something now? Is, well, I want to do stand-up and be an educator. Being an educator is actually where my heart is at. Okay. I'm the guy who would be talking to that person in a nightclub, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, oh, they're going through a rough patch. I'm just giving them some tips. Yeah, I remember you gave me a lot of time when I saw your temperance. It was smashed. <laughs> and you gave me a lot of time. Oh, bro. I was walking home, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've got to go. I, I, don't, I, I don't know whether I'd been somewhere. There was some... You were... You were already like because that was the last stop for me that night oh that was the last stop for yeah. I, like i was actually going home and yeah. i'm walking right past it and i was like oh this is probably <laughs> but i think i'd had some day of like, i'd been drinking for 12 hours yeah. or something so it was going um, off it was, a, it was going off it was bumping yeah. in there and i just remember i hadn't seen you in a couple of years and i just caught you and you were just giving me like a spiel of your life that i gave you for your mind you i was very <laughs> passionate that night taking it all in. Was very passionate <laughs> look i i'd been through a lot as well around about that time because i'd lost my dad and i was looking after my mum. yeah and you know we're living in that little glass box i was telling you about she, she doesn't live there anymore but um, yeah that gets pretty pretty in your face and she really wasn't well yeah and you know she was heckling me 24 7 <laughs> you know she, that's we heckle people we pick on people we judge people because it gives us it fulfills our human needs of certainty and significance, yeah. essentially. <laughs> so it's like a poor man's way of feeling better. <laughs> the problem is, you know, it doesn't. It, it, yeah, it doesn't have longevity. <laughs> but yeah, I was very, very passionate about a lot of things, and um, you know, to, to be honest, I feel as I'm, um, I'm probably the best I've been in a long time. That's a good thing when you can actually say that. Yeah, I mean, things got low, man. I, I finished home and away, went to LA, didn't get the visa, hanging out with Chris, and didn't get the visa, and he becomes Thor, and. He calls me going, hey, man, how you doing? I just booked yeah. this thing called Thor. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Um, and then I'm working in a bar. Move back with my parents. And I'm being heckled. And people going, what are you working in this bar for? I got heckled and heckled. Then from there, you know, I had some other stuff going and decided to, um, things got a bit tough. And I started sleeping in my office. And I'm yeah. sleeping there for eight months. I got to a point I was just going to walk. I was like, I'm done. 
I'm done. I'm done with all this trying to be famous, trying to keep up with that stuff. You got to do social media. I'm like, I just never did social media. It's not yeah. a thing. I, you'll find me sitting in a park on the grass looking up at the, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like dream time, mate. I think those guys have got it worked out. I do a lot of just sitting in nature and, and, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't my, know why. Dude, just, my social media slowly over the last two, three years stopped being about me. And now it's just, I mean, if you watch it, if you look at it, like, it's, I've only got Insta going now. And it's literally just snippets from pop culture, movies, TV shows, okay. things that make me laugh. Yeah. No audio. Just uh-huh. a looped scene of, like, three seconds. Right, okay. And I find myself, like, because I hardly have any time anymore, mm. I'll be flicking through and just laughing at these three-second scenes because okay. it made me laugh. Yeah. And it's just, hey, isn't that fun? picked me up. See, I started my Instagram, and I was like, well, I want my memories here of my life. And then I started going, I don't, don't really want anyone to know anything about my life. I'm yeah. mysterious. And, and so it's just purely about actor success and giving tips to actors. Yeah. And, um, and then the occasional photo, people are like, dude, you put some weird stuff up there. And I'm like, look, I'm all about find your flow no matter how weird it is just do it and and if you're in trouble um and you know if you're not okay um or you've you know you you want to do something stupid or you know get on the needle or the hash pipe or the boozing too much or sexual addiction or procrastination addiction addiction of any sort there's ways to interrupt that that are good for you and um and so you know i'm teaching that back to to actors who tend to be so on their heads um and so confused in themselves as people um so is that what you reckon i mean when you say your your all your classes or your teaching classes that you do how many different sort of things are you running uh so, so basically so i just do private one-on-one at the stage okay so i used to do group classes and i was like it's just not right and i wanted to find a formula that could really help everyone because i have people from different countries you know from india philippines or england or new zealand i'm um, saying hey can i can i get coaching yeah and the truth is that most people you can't teach acting and so this way i'm saying i can get people into the industry and they don't have to go to a school they can do it themselves they can run this business by themselves with their iphone sounds like you're doing you're doing more of a life coach sort of thing man like, it, it really is it really is um because what you're bringing up is things that anyone could apply to anything especially if you're a fan of tony robbins and you've got your head mm-hmm. around you know all that all that sort of stuff all that centric positive reinforcement sort of shit that sounds more like that's what you should be doing. Not necessarily just acting, but yeah, life-centric well, well, sort of things. That's the thing. I've had people that I've coached for, you know, a long time. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, we've got to get back to acting. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you need to go see someone professional. And they're like, I have for years. And I get more from you. But it's also because I've been through so much. I've read so many self-help books. And so, yeah, I'm all about biohacks. Have you ever thought about getting accredited like that? Here's the problem. So many of those things I go to, and I, and I probably should. I had I had a friend saying you should All you go need do is a that. Ponzi scheme, you know, with well, the pyramid. Well, well the, the problem for me though is like so much of accredited stuff. You've been taught it by someone who isn't has no that, idea that yeah. doesn't actually do it. They're reading it out of a textbook. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. And a lot of my fights are like, you don't have your cert for and teaching. I'm like, yeah, because what I'm teaching actually makes sense. Yeah. Um, and you guys aren't going to approve it because you're like, wait a minute, you've got to keep to the formula. I'm like, that formula, e.g., the acting formula. Those techniques were made up in the 50s and 60s. 50s and 60s. Name one other industry where we still keep the same principles happening. Yeah, I do a hundred percent. You know, and it's just like, and everyone's going, I want to be in film and TV. I'm like, do you realize that? those techniques were invented for actors 
directors and playwrights in theatre. And they're still being taught in all these big-ass schools, charging these actors all this money. That's insane. And I got really angry at that. And I went to LA and I failed. I couldn't learn lines fast. And I was like, these acting schools didn't teach me what I need to know. I got on Home and Away. People were laughing at me. Going, what are you doing all that work for? And I'm like, because I want to be the best. And I'm breaking down the scene to beat someone. Yeah, yeah. And they're all going, no, nah, man. Working actors don't do that shit. Yeah. They just don't do it. And every single actor is doing it. You get a script in an acting class, everyone's hitting the same full stop and breaking down. If you, if we're guys doing the same scene, yeah. we're going to break down. Oh, John in this scene is angry and frustrated on this line. <laughs> so everyone's doing it. Yeah. You will never work. Well, maybe you will. Neighbors, home and away. Um, actually, if you want to work on home, home and away, neighbors, just become a, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything. Be, be, become a become a reality star. Yeah, and, get, get um, on Australia's Got Talent first, and then get on there. Yeah, or one of those, and they're just those sorts of shows. That's all. A great ride, um, but like I said, I'd rather tell true stories. Or um, it's not acting. Yeah, it's something. It's something else. It's it's no. It's entirely something else. It's it's like the it's like celebrity became a career. Yeah, it became it became like a, a you know a, a, a fucking. Career opportunity, like a, a it, it, it really did, and I think that's what got to me at the time because I was like, "Wait a minute!" It's, it's like it's, it's like influencer, an influencer yeah. on Instagram. Mm. How is that a career option now? I know. What are you? I'm an Instagram it's influencer. Crazy, isn't it? What are you nuts? Look, what do you mean? I, I went on one date with a girl who was a, 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 an oh influencer, God, man. and uh, it's it's funny. I messaged her sort of the next day or whatever, and she she couldn't get back to me. <laughs> Because she was just so busy with her influencing. And then I'm just looking at it and I'm going, but it's just you pulling a post. It's a photo. It's a photo. Of you. I get it, though. To put up a post, it's probably going to do it. It can take a long time. And you've got to do the photo shoot and everything else. But if you can't message someone back yeah, um, because you're so busy with your influencing, <laughs> um, then, yeah, it's a really – it's a, it's – Ego-based, um, like, I don't think it's creating nicer people, maybe. No, 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 no. That's, that's scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel, man, mm. for, for celebrities or, or, like, even just career opportunities. Like, dude, it makes no sense because all these influencers literally came from nothing. But I don't mean nothing as in they were poor or had a hard time. There, there's no substance. That's my biggest issue. Yeah. It comes from a, a, a baseless... Uh-huh. Like a basis foundation. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they've got, you know, a million followers and they're advertising the latest, you know, Sheen and uh, Fashion Nova clothes. I'm like, who are you, man? Yeah. But look, dude, I mean, I think that that <laughs> stuff's even weird with, um, you know, I see people that I've worked with and you see them like, QV cream. I, it's like, you don't use it. <laughs> like, they, they say, well, buy, you'll buy, pay you, you know, 30 grand or 100K, whatever it is. Yeah. And so they're like, okay. And I see that stuff and I just cringe. <laughs> and I go, and that's where I think I missed out because I didn't realize that um, you are a prostitute. Yeah. And the production needs you to dress up and behave in a certain way. Yeah. And here I am like, I'm oh, Mr. Indip. I mean, I don't work for anyone. Yeah. You know, that happened for a reason. Yeah, you do what you want to do. Well, I'd go into companies and I just was like, yeah, but why would you do that? And you can't, no, you can't do this. And I'd be like, what do you mean I can't do that? That makes no sense. And I would just argue and argue and argue and argue. And argue, and argue. Because I was, you know, this kid that had to fight 
to be heard, fight for justice, fight to, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. And all I ever fight for is fair and win-win. And so a lot of the, even, you know, I got in trouble at home and away quite a few times. And you know why? Because I'd say to the producer, she'd pull me in. Um, Julie, I'm so sorry, okay? I was a young actor. You didn't give me terms and conditions, okay? Um, and I was trying to be funny. But I'd get pulled in and be like, Paul, now, um, you know, I got dobbed in by other actors and I'd be like, oh, please, what are, is this school, please? Um Paul, now you did this, and and my response so often I was like, yeah, but attitude reflects leadership. <laughs> and she just sit there and go, <laughs> you know, I got in trouble by uh, by Ray Ma one time for eating a kick. I did seventeen scenes that day. Seventeen what do you mean scenes. You got in trouble for eating? so in rehearsal. I'm sitting there and I've got a Kit Kat. I'm starving. I didn't eat lunch. I'm like, oh my god, it's such a day. I've got a Kit Kat. We're reading and I'm just hibbling away. And he grabs it and goes, no eating in rehearsal. Who I'm like, I looked at him, I was going to punch him, because everyone's like, oh, right, he's the best. Do you like him? I think I'm the one who made up the thing about the, the rape dungeon. Because <laughs> I'd be out and I'd go, what's Ray like? And I said, oh, you know, he's got a rape dungeon. <laughs> I started making that up. And then I started seeing this stuff, and I was like, oh, jeez, I hope I didn't do that. Because you know what I'm like, I have a few drinks, so I become very passionate, and people ask me a question, and I go, I'll tell you. Dude, I saw an interview where he won some fucking award for something, and I said, for what? Okay, he's played the same character for the last 50 years, he's done nothing else. And I go, he comes across as the same wank that he is in the show. I go, it's like that personality is just... Yeah, you see, you've got to be careful because Australians love him. Yeah, and you might have people outside the studio going, stone the crows. I don't give a shit. That's the difference. I don't care. And that's the best part about it. I Can, pay for this production. Yeah. And if ten people hear it, or no one hears it, or a thousand people hear it, I don't care because I said it, got it off my fucking chest. I yeah. feel better. I, I hear. <laughs> so anyway, that fucked hard <laughs> takes my fucking kick out. <laughs> and I was like, I'm from the Gold Coast. I'm like, I'm going to headbutt this guy. You know, we're vicious animals. And um, anyway, I get called into the office. And it's like, Paul, you know, you're not allowed to eat in rehearsal. And I was like, Julie, the director was peeling an apple like this with a knife. He's the director. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I just shot se- I've got 17 scenes on today. And I didn't get to have lunch. And the director's peeling an apple. Attitude reflects leadership. Got in trouble by Craig Ritchie one time. Kate, I saw you in that QV ad. Please, you're better than that. Actually, no, I mean, that's, I mean, she is the pin-up girl. Yeah. And I think that's where I struggled sometimes going, wait a minute, you've got to be able to sell your soul and go, I'm just advertising products. Yeah. I can't do it. If I don't use it, if I haven't used it for a very long time and I've tested and I've researched it, yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't want to do it. Yeah, no, I um, 100% do. That's why I can't work in sales. Yeah, if same. I don't believe yeah, in it, I can't r- sell it. I did door-to-door sales, and I just kept saying to the, the Optus, but I'm like, yeah, but, I mean, but you're saying this, but what about this? And like, yeah, don't worry about that. And I'm like, no, 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 I am worried about this. <laughs> so you're saying this is the deal, but it doesn't really work. But yeah. And I was like, well, how yeah. can I sell this if it's not legit? Yeah, it's crazy. So, but it is legit, but not legit. Um, so anyway, yeah, I got in trouble for stuff like that, you know, and so I would have driven her crazy, but like I was on my phone, um, <laughs> once I'm, I'm organizing a house and all this different stuff and, you know, it's so busy. Yeah. And, uh, I get in trouble for it. Paul, uh, someone said that you're on your phone. And I'm like, Kate, Richie, you little dibber dollar. Um, meanwhile, and by the way, I'm just, I'm just doing emails on my phone, sitting that you're in the studio for a long time. Meanwhile, look, a director's on the phone walking around going, oh, yep, yep, uh huh, uh huh. He's on 
on the phone. And I was like, well, he's talking on the phone. I'm going to get my phone out and just check these emails because I'm trying to buy this property, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I got in trouble. And I'm like, Julie, can I just say, it was actually the same director. He was actually on the phone at the time. <laughs> Attitude reflects leadership. Um, so there was a lot of stuff like that. And I probably did a head in. <laughs> I have a big problem with that sort of shit as well, man. Well, it's just the blithering obvious. It's like, come on, guys. It's blatant not. hypocrisy. Why are you better than me? Why can you use your phone? I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but even that, it's like, who cares? Yeah, in the, guys, scheme, the grand guys, scheme of things, you yeah. are actors that are reading a script in a room. Guess what? You're not saving a life. You're not going to space. You're not creating a new paradigm of thinking. You're just fucking actors. <laughs> actors are babies that are looked after that speak. They're babies that can speak. You're an, you're an actor, dude. There's so many actors that are like want to bash me. It's really hard. Um, it is hard, I guess. Yes, you are such sure. a breath of fresh air, man. Yeah, right. I'm so glad you've come to do this. Seriously. My pleasure. No, no. Like, seriously, man. It's nice to actually hear it. Like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Dude, acting ca- acting has its shit. You know what I mean? Bro, what? Oh, learn, learn a script. What happened? Oh, paper cut. Yeah. Like, you, 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 build, you build a house, man. Like, that's hard work. <laughs> yeah. You know? I actually have a mate that built a house, man. Hmm. As in, I'd met him. I've, I've known the guy 20 years, you know, easy. Yeah, but yeah, probably just rounding nearly 20 years. He's had his ups and downs, you know, gone through his sort of shit. And in the last sort of five, six years, he's just turned it 180, you know, started a building business and did all this shit. And he turned around the other day, like about maybe a month or two ago, he sent me a text and he's like, dude, I'm standing in the living room of like my house that I've just built. I was there helping him clean up before the inspector came, you know? He goes, I'm standing, I'm looking around, I'm like, I actually built a fucking house. He act, for the first time, he actually patted himself on the back and said, I actually built a house. Incredible achievement. Okay, that's insane, man. Mm. Like, I'm barely paying off mine. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's got fucking defects. I'm calling you for help. I go, that's insane. Pat yourself on the back, dude. Totally. To be yeah. able to, 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 to build something now and look at it, it's, it gives you so much. Uh, when we came from Africa, my, my dad was a builder. We'd yeah. move into these homes. And we'd just buy a block of land and build a home on it. It started out pretty small. And then the Gold Coast, the homes are a lot bigger. So we'd move into these properties. No carpet, no tile. So we tile, carpet, landscape, build a hebel wall, yeah. paint, granite site. Got to do all that stuff as a kid growing up. Um, and... You know, I think of jobs like that, or, or I did fruit picking, and I'm like, this is this is a honest day's work. And I remember just fe- feeling so fulfilled. And then I think acting jobs, I don't feel that. I'm there, and I'm like, oh, I'm just waiting to be called. And even when you do it, they're like, no, 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 talk faster. Um, no, get rid of that line, don't do this. Yeah, see that thing you're doing? Yeah, don't do that. You just get told what not to do. Um, a little bit, and it's so fast. You do two takes. Cool, let's set up over here now. Yep, got that take. Okay, moving on. And he's like, wow, that's my job? Um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, I guess, but it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm really doing anything that's worthwhile. <laughs> um, how, many other, how many other media personalities, like, say, in your field, man, in Australia, would share your opinion on this? As in, maybe not publicly, but privately, mm. they would have this candid conversation with you. Okay, if I ran into them at Temperance and you were there that night as well, mm. they would say the same shit. How many of your colleagues, peers, you know, or, or do, you, do you think there's really that big bubble of, especially because we're so isolated from the rest of the world and the yeah. pool is so small, you become, you know, you get those idiots from, you know, maths or some shit turning up at the Logies like they're... The Kings, I think the Logies is a farce. But oh, to be not actively, are so bad. To not, to not even be actively invited to the Logies, but still turn up, mm. what does that say about your ego? 
Yeah. That's why I'm asking you, how many of your peers and colleagues do you reckon share your opinion, if not publicly, mm. at least privately? I think that uh, it would be a, a massive percentage. Really? Well, I think that more than anything, this concept of the grass is greener on the other side. When you start as an actor, your vision is, if this goes well, um, I'm... I'm beautiful. I'm well dressed. I, I I am in a beautiful relationship. Um, I'm happy. Um, I get paid so much money. I have homes. I've had two people in the last month ask me for a loan of money, and I'm like, I'm, I have lots of people that I write to on Facebook. People are like, why are you writing to them? I'm like, well, because they're like a fan, right? You write, and I just do a thumbs up or something. Yeah. It's been going for years. Some of these guys. Um, but yeah, they, they, you know, it's it's that sort of stuff. Um, but I think the issue is that in your mind you think, oh, it's it's going to be lovely and nice. Yeah. And then when you're doing it, you're suddenly like, like the first time I went on Home and Away, they didn't even have a green room on location. I, I'm seeing Kate Ritchie and, and these actors, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they're sitting in their cars with the aircon on and the engine running. How can they not have a green room, a big production like that? 100%, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And then I have a couch. And, <laughs> so, and so, of course, I go in there doing my comedy stuff, and I just start commenting on everything. Yeah. Afternoon tea, it was $55 for all the crew and the actors. What? That's right. And and the, we, the, the green room that we actually had at studio was one room shared by all these people. There were couches that had no couch cushions on the back of them. It was the one People were sleeping on the floor. I used to sleep on a desk. This is home and away. This is home and away. They made $12 million profit one year, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just heckling it going, and all that money profit, that's profit, and the crew and the actors are getting $55 afternoon tea, which is basically, you know, ham, chicken, yeah. and bread rolls, yeah. and then lollies, you know, and it's just like, hmm. I have you know a what? photo, too. You know what? You, you know, it's just, it just feels a bit rude. It I have feels a, photo, a bit rude. I have a photo of you from NIT at morning tea, and you were staring at one of the... Uh, grips or like okay, it was a runner or something eating a, a drumstick and you're standing next to him yeah, really? we put on a spread dude i made sure to put yeah. on a spread well you know th- th- that is a big one in the industry um you know to to make to make it good um is that you look after the the crew yeah, with food 100% man the crew on honoi works so hard those guys did the longest hours and the longest days. Yeah. the truth is so did the producers so i can't really beat on anyone all i know though is um if you know, in your mind, you think, oh, it's going to be all like, I'm going to have my own room with a bed in it and a all this star nice on the stuff. Door. <laughs> star on the door and a chair with my name on it and all this. And, and, um, and then when you're doing the job, you're like, oh man, I've got to learn these lines. Wow, I'm so tired of being at work. I've got to drive five hours in one day because I go to studio and then I've got two scenes in Palm Beach. So I've got to drive yeah. through track and then I've got to come back to studio because I've got this other stuff. And then tonight I've got a function. So I've got to go pick up a suit and then I'm going to go there and you borrow the clothes. No one ever gives you shit. And then you've got to go get a dry clean and you're like, yeah, it's only at this particular place. $90, sir. Like $90 to dry clean. I could have bought a suit where I come from. Um, so yeah, I just felt like such a wank and i was fake tanning yeah <laughs> you know so my life was just all around looking good and lying to people about how great everything was yeah and i think that a lot of stories deep down they're going um it's not as great as i thought does anyone ever like i mean you're being pretty candid and from what i know like anytime i've had any interaction you are candid yeah have i think ever, that's what gets me out, out of trouble have you come out on many more platforms and been this candid 
Um, look, any time anyone asks me a question, I tend to just go, blah. I mean, I don't yeah, know how yeah, to yeah. do anything else. Has anyone else actually patted you on the back and said, yeah, you're right, I'm I'm there even in spirit, I'm behind you? Yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I have people say quite often, they go, you know, that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, which I guess means I'm sort of somewhere in the right ballpark. But, you know, it's, yeah. a lot of times it's just my opinion and... Um, yeah, just observations. But it's back to that thing. I think this childlike paradigm of mine was always don't pick on people. Yeah. Win-win outcome. Um, and when I see it in big organizations, I, you know, I, I can't. Unfortunately, I'm not the best person to like you, need, you need like a hemp cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Just hemp. Everything hemp, man. Look, I've come a long way. Um, <laughs> the last time I did a film, I just had crew and even the crew's going, you know, they're going, you're, very, you're a very good actor and you're actually nice. Usually you only get one or the other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I finally worked this out and that's why I'm sharing it with actors going, hey, don't do that. See that thing that you're doing? Duh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, why, why is he so... And I'm like, I could tell you a story that really happened to me. <laughs> Where I just go, you know, I couldn't sleep because of the embarrassment when I thought back on what, yeah. what my actions were or, or how I behaved. How do you reckon, what, what do you reckon the biggest reprimand ever was that you ever caught on set where you actually went into your shell and sort of mulled over it for way too long? Oh, dude, I just, I had too many, too many, really? too many times, too many things. You got to understand. I trained. I was a trained actor. I trained everywhere. I read all the acting books. I went next level. Yeah. And what it made me was, uh, I'm an actor. I, I teach something now and I call it flow principles, essentially. How do you, how do you flow? Is that your, your, well, well, flow, trait, like patent pending? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. But mind you, where it started was, um, this guy, he's a, he's a Russian, a Russian, um, scientist named, uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. And what he did was he studied, um, sports people. And when you're doing a sport, you know, you think of ice skaters and they're doing all the flips or, um, and you would have noticed in your life, it just happens automatically. Yeah, muscle memory and like, yeah. yeah. But when you increase the challenge and the skill level so much, the brain steps into this flow state. Yeah, flow state is when the brain is is it's it's functioning at its optimal speed. If yeah, you will. because yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. Because when when I've pushed myself either when I was playing guitar and doing all that shit, you sort of hit that echelon like that next level mm-hmm. and then it just starts streaming Mike, michael jordan called it being in the zone yeah literally yeah literally uh, a, a jazz a jazz musician would say i was in the pocket yeah um and so you know that is really to me very very important stuff to know so that's where flow came from but then for me i have so many actors and they're just in their heads and i'm like you're stiff and you have opinions and so i'm walking in on set on home and away I'm like, Paul, can we just get you this? And I'm like, yes, but, you know, not that I said this, but it's along the lines of my character wouldn't say that. Or, yeah, don't you think that having an opinion, here's the trick to being an actor. You walk on the set and you don't have an opinion. You stand on your mark and you look at the camera. And then you just do a take and you don't say anything. And they say, oh, can you go again this time? Can you do this? And you go, sure. Yeah, yeah. And then you do it and you just shut your mouth. Yeah. Um, whereas actors walk on, they go, hi guys, hi, yes, 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 oh, it's my show, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Meanwhile, the crew have been working with all these big ass actors, and they've done all these different shows, and they just see these actors going, oh, this, this guy thinks that this is their show. And you know, I want to finish that, uh, an earlier question that you had about what makes a production good. Yeah. Um, I had the director of, of Message Man actually tell me this, and he goes, you can have three things, um, fast, cheap, or good. We used to preach that, man, all the time. And, and pick, pick two. 100%. Pick two. 100%. Um, 
so yeah so i think in australia what they do is um i did underbelly i did a, a, a which was um, Tell Them Lucifer was here, which was based... I played uh, Rod Miller. So Rod Miller and Gary Silks were two cops that were gunned oh, down yeah, in, in Moorabbin. Yeah. And um, and that's where Blue Ribbon Day came from. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, I'm talking to the producer, and he's, he's like, yeah, you know, we like to film it really fast because that makes it better better pace and it does it better. And I'm just in my head, I'm like, I totally disagree. It's all about money. It's all... Producers, They I think they start out for the for the love of it. And even, you know, directors and writers. And then they start going. Then when they get closer to actually having that film come out, they just start going, okay, come on. let's. I've got to pay for the last 10 years of working for free. And so um, and so we get compromised in the storytelling. But see, I do that, man. When I first started, I mean, I basically kept building up the portfolio, getting the bigger sort of, you know, opportunities and people to work with and subsidize my pay. It's like, yeah, don't worry about the money. Like, I just want to get this on my portfolio and shake hands with the next dick that's going to get me to the next level. And then to the end of it, when I finally got burnt at that next level, when I nearly had the big payoff where it's like all the eggs are in the basket, I'm willing to compromise just to get this off the ground. This is going to be the big thing. And then that got shit down. I just went fuck this and then I, I overinvested in artists that i was doing music for and all that sort of shit and now when people say to me oh you should work with such and such i'm like no, i haven't got time i've got bills to pay man it yeah. doesn't mean that much to me anymore like what are you yeah. gonna what are you gonna pay me to do it dude like i could do it well, 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 that, well that's the thing even big productions they go look yeah. we're just gonna tell you you know the, the budget isn't there and, <laughs> um, and, and and if you don't do it um we'll just give it to someone else like it's ridiculous man yeah. i mean so do you want me or do you just want someone in my spot like yeah but and here's the thing and then when it tips the other way then suddenly why do actors become such toss bags because they've been treated like a toss bag treated like shit extras are treated like shit then you get to actors and you're still treated like a number you are a number or as john holmes said i'd never say his name um <laughs> treat 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 actors like mushrooms yeah keep them in the dark and feed them shit so i think then when actors do start to get their kudos and everything they go no i'm going to tell you how this show's going because yeah. this is shit for this and this and reason and i've been doing so many crappy productions for the last 10 20 years look what charlie i Sheen now did. know what is good when Charlie Sheen came out and he had enough of Two and a Half Men and just all the crap that he'd been put through, first thing he said was, I don't have to wear another one of those fucking shirts ever again. Uh-huh. Stick it up your ass. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They lock you into a contract. Yeah. And you're there for potentially five, six years. Yeah, he did what, eight seasons, I think? Okay, uh, right. Something like yeah, that? you'd start to go... I, I don't think you should do anything, any show for more than a year, to be honest. Well, that's why a lot of TV... That's why a lot of actors that do movies don't go for the TVs because they don't want to be stuck in that role, playing that yeah, character. Look, look, I always wanted to do movies, Yeah. Um, you know, when I started out, and because of that variety. Yeah. They're so spread out, but, like, my mission statement is one to two films a year. Like, that's my goals. Um, and I, I teach my students how to go and chase stuff and do it. I don't do any of that. Yeah. I don't chase it. I'm like, guys, look, I used to. Yeah, you did. But, but I'm like, now I'm in orbit. I'm in space. Yeah, you're in a different place. I just need those goals. little... Just a little bit now and then to... Changing, your, changing what you want. Like, you know, as you either get older or more mature or whatever. That's not, that's not a bad thing. It's just where you are. That's just yeah. People are allowed to be at different places, dude. Yeah. And here's the problem, though. People give up. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and and so and so these principles that I've been bringing in, and I'm like, well, look at sports people. So I teach acting as a sport. Yeah. And so the big one, I'm saying, how can you have longevity? And so I've got these exercises that actually change your chemistry, change your adrenaline, change the you know the um, 
change the chemicals in your brain. And, um, and those are the things that are going to reset you. So you can dust dust yourself off and get up again. And as you know, being in this industry, it's like going to war. Oh, every day, man. It's like going to war without bullets. <laughs> You're just going to get shot down. You do. And, then, yeah. and, that's, and that is the business side of stuff where I'm like, yeah. it's not taught. And that is what everyone needs to know. Are in this you into uh, chakras and stuff? Um, look, um, I, I haven't given them too much attention. What about but, gemstones? Well, I, I've, I've got <laughs> some people that are into to that. I, I, I'm a bit more of a realist, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do gemstones. I can't take any of that shit seriously, dude. Yeah, look, I, you got to understand. All that stuff is it's it's by. Um, you know, I was, t- I was telling you about neuro linguistic programming NLP. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're anchors. When you look at something, if you talk about it enough and give it energy, it holds it. And then if enough people do that, it has a mass collective. It becomes so. Just like Jesus. <laughs> um, you know, it becomes so. <laughs> um, and <laughs> You start turning water into wine, man. I'm out of here. Yeah. But, but, I mean, if you actually look at a lot of the origins of all that stuff, it's actually yeah. it's something completely different. Oh, we can get into that on another day, dude. Yeah. It's very late. <laughs> That's a long story. No, I, I, it's, how long have you been studying it? Like, into, to, as into what intensity? Did you do the whole shave the head, go to a temple, and sit there and breathe, or um, a lot of reading online, or like how uh, did you sort of come away with it? That's that's interesting. I um, look, I was in a pretty low low place, yeah. and um, um, I so want to share with you guys why <laughs> and what I was doing. But basically, I was interrupting an old habit pattern that I had had. Okay. And I was like, cool, if you want to interrupt it, this is how you're going to do it. And it was really painful. Um, I, I destroyed my ego. I had ego death. Um, and, you know, from being famous and living in this thing and then to lose it and then have to reinvent yourself as not being someone who even wants to chase fame um, was a really tough transition. It would be. Um and so I was really especially, especially without the coaching, you know, like without that hand on the shoulder just to say, hey, mate, like, this is what's going to happen. This is where you, you know. Oh, totally. I'm pretty sure they've got that now, like, as in. Okay. Yeah, like, even. I should probably offer my services, to be honest. You should. Yeah. No, honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm being 100%. Mm. Like I said, this is life coaching. Let me, it's not just let me write that down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, seriously, it's actually, it's actually a great idea. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's. It's. But here's the thing: acting problem is a life problem. Is a saying that they say. And so, yeah, to be a life coach and an acting coach and a professional working actor, it's a lovely. It's a. Lo- they complement each other so well. Um, and a lot of things for actors is their thinking goes future or past. And so that's where, if you think about the future, it creates anxiety. If you think about the past, it creates depression. Acting, you're always living in the future. Oh, okay, I've got this audition. Oh, my God, what if I get it? Um, then you're on set, and then you do the scene, and you think, oh, if only I did this and this. And, you, and then it comes out, and they use a completely different take. You know, it's really interesting that you just said that about thinking, if living in the past, it creates depression. If you're living in the future, it creates anxiety. Because I was telling as we're driving over here, man, I said to you that I've stopped using the past to... Uh, what was it? What was the word I said? Uh, define, you know, where I am and where I'm going. I've dealt with depression my entire life, uh-huh. and because of and and I, it makes sense now that you're saying it that a lot of it has been because of my, you know, reliance on nostalgia and clinging to the past. Uh-huh. Yes, nostalgia you know, was a word that you used. Yeah, now I'm getting car. a lot. Now uh-huh. I'm getting my anxieties elevated, mostly because I've got anxiety going forward. Okay, because of the instability of my I, life. I could solve that in under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> or your money back. <laughs> Swear on my life. 
<laughs> because because I had to do it for myself, not once, but like many, many, yeah. many, many times that over many, makes many a lot years. Of sense. Yeah. There you go. You're, you're diagnosing, man, without even doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so initially, all the stuff was for me to go. Like, I'm not thinking right. Yeah, I'm not thinking the right thoughts. I mean, I was at a point, um, you know, where I was like, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to walk. I'm going to walk away from this office and stuff that I'm renting and just vanish. Like, I was, seriously, that's how low I was. I've been there, yeah. And I found this R uh, meditation. It's Wayne Dyer. <laughs> and it had this, like, this symbol. And I suddenly was like, that's what God is. And I believed in God for the first time. Because I was never raised. You know, I went to Catholic school and everything. But I talked to the teachers. And I was like, I'd ask them a question. And they'd dodge around it. And I was like, don't believe you. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. And it was f- coming from... From Africa, I just started saying everyone's full of shit. Uh, mainly because I think I was learning phonetics, ah, uh, ba, s- sounds. Came to Australia. Now it's A, B, C. And I was like, so I've been taught this by teachers here. I've been getting taught by this by teachers here. And I sort of gave both of them a burden. I go, you know what? I'm just going to make it my own, <laughs> my own theory on life and everything. And I don't want to read books until I have an opinion. Yeah, fair enough. So I only started reading books a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. What do you reckon is your the biggest misconception people have, say, about you specifically? You know, okay. me, meeting you. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, I'll go further back, but um, a lot of people in jobs would work there, and they'd go out of the blue when they go, "Can I just say something?" I go, "What?" And they go, <laughs> "You are just the loveliest, like nicest guy, and you're actually you're like you're so funny and everything." But when you first started, I just thought you were the biggest arrogant prick. So people think that I'm arrogant. Um, I always thought it was a little bit of a South African thing as well. It's just like, you know, the survival instinct where, um, but yeah, mainly that, that I've, you know, just trying to, trying to make people laugh or testing the waters. And the truth is, um, I just can't help it. Something happens and I go, but, and I just spit it out and then I'm like, what? And I never think anything of it, but yeah, you know, I've offended people along the way. But to me, that's a part of being a comedian. Or yeah, I want to be if you honestly offended someone, like say if you offended me, legitimately offended me, and I said it to you, you'd hear me out. Yeah, and if you got where I was coming from, you'd probably apologise. Absolutely, yeah. Um, There's a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd say that I'm a pretty, pretty solid human who's here to help humans. You know, that's really at the end of the day, that's all I really care about. You said that you wanted to be a director. You looked at stand-up comedy. If you hadn't done, say, the the whole thing into acting, where do you think you would have ended up, mm. honestly? Because, I mean, this life coach thing, a lot of it has been triggered because of your experience in acting. Obviously, your own experience. Yeah, yeah. But all the shit that you've seen, mm. I mean, you've sort of fused it into the acting and then one-on-one, and I'm the one that's saying, dude, that's actually life coaching. Like, a, a yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. It so, does. what do you reckon you would have been doing? <laughs> um, it, it scares me. Um, potentially real estate or, or being a salesman of some sort. Because I've people go, man, you'd be such a great salesman. You would because and you're I'm confident like, and you yeah, charm people. If I over. believe in something, I'm just like, no, man, yeah. you've got to. Um, so probably a salesman. But you know what scares me about it? I'd be earning a shitload of money. I'd be driving a Beamer. I'd be wearing a suit. I'd be very shiny, shiny. Um, <laughs> and I just think I'm too cool for school. Um, like, you know, I, I meet guys like that sometimes and they're, they're womanizers and they're yeah, all they're, that they're kind of stuff. A piece yeah. of shit, basically. Is, yeah, yeah, what we're hinting at. They're smashing a bag. <laughs> 
Coke, <laughs> you know, for brunch. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, for me, I, like I said, I'm more of, it's like I'm, I'm a young, old, retired person. Because, um, you know, I, so, yeah, I just, my, my days are very, like I said, I, I, I try and work 25 hours a week. But because of that, I'm like, oh man, geez, how am I going to pay rent this month? Um, but I've just always, and people are like, you need to, and I'm like, no, I, this time is for me to think something's going to work out. <laughs> I just need time. Because, it, it, and, and a lot of people that are suffering from anything, stress, anxiety, depression, th- the best way to cure it is to sit and be still. That's it. You think? Go to the ocean, sit in nature, no phone, nothing. Just sit there. No phone? No phone. No, it goes without a phone. Sit and wait. Sit and wait. And your brain is the super unconscious God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. When the mind becomes still, the pebble of an idea is able to ripple. But our minds are too turbulent, especially, you know, we're constantly checking and comparing and measuring. Yeah. You know, the the, the, the TV tells us, the news tells us fear. Ads say, if you don't buy this, you have this. Then you've got, I call it... uh, um, fake book and and insta lie <laughs> you know because even my instagram is so shiny shiny you know it looks like i live in this beautiful place and i'm ripped and i you know i go i, I go to these exotic places and um you know but at the end of the day uh, we're all the same we feel alone and we're going where am i going um i used to always laugh at that like career counselor i remember being at school and the creek counselor and i'm like the creek counselor now what do you want to do and i thought she doesn't even know and no. she's going oh this sounds like a good one for you and in her head i'm like you're not qualified for this <laughs> <laughs> you know the more, every every adult that i spoke to as a kid i'd watch them and be like hmm wait a minute dude i did the same i used to get in trouble for it all the time okay i get sent out yeah i get sent out which is which has got to change and it will because a smart teacher or someone who actually is doing teachers need to be paid more than any other job as far as i'm concerned yeah um because, you know, the better the teacher, the better the child, I agree, the better the society. And they're whittling away funding to schools every day, man. Well, they're paying teachers so little that the teachers that are teaching... Um, I mean, tr- the school where I went to, I'm pretty sure one of them was... He wore sunny, he was smoking bongs. Um, <laughs> they would get ripped every afternoon or multiple yeah. times. I learnt when I left the school. Yeah. Um, you know, getting blind, drunk, not in love with their jobs. And that's why the student goes, excuse me, Miss Nan. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Miss Nan. <laughs> Year 9 science class. <laughs> but um, how do germs work? We're not covering that, okay? That's another day. We never covered it. Um, <laughs> if, if she was actually genuinely in love with those topics and got employed because of her skill set and got paid yeah. great money to teach what she is, she loves and she has researched and she would sit, sit there and answer it. She could answer it in one sentence. Yeah. Or she'd go, that's a really good question. Hey, but da 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 And that's... Um, you know, these things are so simple, but it's back to this. We, st- we still live in this old world of commercial, you know, building building stuff, and they need workarounds. And so I see a lot of people that are that have been told things, and this is what you need to do. You just need to get a job. And it's, I, I think dude, that it's all wrong. You sort so of, you I've, stepped, I've stepped away from society. You hit the nail on the head before when you said with, like, Facebook and InstaLie and everything's sort of built around, you know, on people's insecurities and all that sort of shit. Look at TV commercials, yeah? Look at TV, right? If it's a show about, you know, it's 30 losers trying to land one bird that they've all propped up with 
you know, producers, as you would know, you look at the commercials and I can tell you right now what this commercial is going to be. One, it'll be a skin cream for women to appeal to their keeping their youthful fucking radiant looks, blah, 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 blah. And the, all these creams from L'Oreal and blah, blah, blah will charge a million dollars. We can just go run to the ocean and do your plan <laughs> at a nice, <laughs> a nice cheap rate, group rate. Yeah. A hundred remedies that they could do any other way, right? Forget that. Next will be a, an, avid, an ad for an Audi or a Beamer or some imported car at an inflated price of 60K. Dude, 60K, drive away. Who's got $60,000 to buy a fucking car off no, the bat? Right, that's know. a lot of money, man. Well, it's very, very ego-based, Dude, isn't it? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Next will be um, uh, eHarmony. Because people are lonely, like you just said. Uh-huh. Hey, you're you're a loser sitting at home right now. Here's a cream to make you younger. Here's a car to make you more appealing. And here's where you're going to find these fucking individuals. True that. That's legit, dude. Yeah. And then here's a holiday destination to treat yourself, you know, where you yeah. might be able to take this person or find other people out of your, you know, pathetic life because all you're doing is, you know, nine to five, whatever the fuck it is. You nailed it, dude. 100%. Mm. And this is just off the top of my head. While you're waiting for the bachelor to start up again, yeah, this yeah. is what they're, they're feeding you. Like, you see, I, I, I don't, as I said, I, I don't watch any of that stuff. But like, I pop down to my mum's place and you know she's watching the Bachelor. And I can see how it's so entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then I watch a bit of it, but I'm just like, I know how fake the show is because I've done reality shows. Yeah. I know how set up they are. Um, they already know who's going to win. Oh, um, they edit easy. it and they destroy girls. Oh, she was such a bitch. No, she was lovely. She was a bitch three times. Yeah, that took ten seconds. Yes, yeah. she she was a bitch three times for five minutes once, two minutes another time, ten minutes another time, and they've got an entire. That's like twenty minutes worth of her being a, a cow. Yeah, the episode's so, thirty minutes. Yeah, less commercials. And so those guys that leave reality shows, they don't deal with it well at all. Yeah, um, especially because that's fifteen seconds of fame. Fifteen minutes is a big. Deal, but even that, you know, I'd see guys on Home and Away and they'd finish their last day and then they'd wake up the next day in their bed and go, I have no skills, I have no job. Yeah, they do a 50 no- worder and all of a sudden. Yeah, well, yeah. if you've been working on a show for four years and then it finishes the next day, you're no longer invited to the parties. There's no nothing. You're just gone straight away. And so you'd see them suddenly go, oh, hey man, what's going on? And you're so busy doing your thing, you're like, oh, I gotta go. Um, it's kind of it's weird and sad um, <laughs> it's weird and sad so yeah I, I'm all about you know bring back this this concept of sitting around the fire and talking kumbaya get the guitar out yeah man I love that stuff <laughs> I, I love a good dinner party um, I have people around I cook food I'm like that is a good night out um, I'm there Can oh, you invite me to one of these absolutely. things absolutely I'll bring you like some dips I'll make some wog dips or something nice and, down. Nice. and the Greek soldier <laughs> oh yeah yeah Yeah. I gotta tell the story of that one that's insane I'm just, you know what's funny is when you leave here close the door like, fuck that shit and put on your put on your tux and just go out fucking line yourself up with some real corporate gigs for the rest of the week now absolutely bam- bamboozled this dude for like two hours you know what I mean <laughs> I'm an actor. That's what I do. That's what I do.